Good morning, guys and girls. This morning, we're talking about Agents Are Muppets, the number one Facebook quote that upset me for 2020. Wanted to talk about it with you this morning with Michael Burgio live. Hang on for 10 seconds. We'll tell you all about it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Berger, Mark Novak, episode 356. Are agents Muppets waste of money, waste of time, or are they invaluable in the selling process? Oh, I was so sad when I had when I saw that comment come through and I was I got my war clothes on and I thought, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you know what they say, sometimes just don't argue with uh, I think idiot. some of the other comments in there was, I was like, yeah, it's an idiot. Yeah, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. But, like, um, do you want, you yeah, want to know I the get... funny thing? I went, I went into the guy's profile, ex Navy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what, how, how, does, how does child soldiers sound? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, put soldiers out into the field that, don't, that are untrained. You just don't do that. And any profession is the same. What do you reckon? Yeah, especially if you come from an industry where you know there's a lot of uh, training, a lot of steps, a lot of processes, and when other people don't do it often, like people, like agents are selling multiple homes a day a week, it's what they live and breathe. So for someone who's, you would think for someone who's trained so hard for something, they would have appreciation of someone else doing it and would understand that there's good and bad. But there's also, just like in the Navy, there's good and bad soldiers. In real estate, there's good and bad agents. There's good and bad teachers with the same training. So you don't know if someone just doesn't value the services, but generally that's probably because they've had a shit agent, a shit experience. But when we've had Lee Woodward on the show, he goes through the amount of steps of selling a home from start to finish, is 246 steps. I think if you asked a lot of owners, they just go, oh, yeah, photos, add, accept an offer, three steps. What, what, why am I paying you 30 grand? But there is so much more to it. There is so many opportunities where, think about it this way, if there's 40, 246 steps, but there's 10 steps that can make or lose you money, Unless it's hard Lots to put a dollar, dollar term exactly on each step, but even if it's yep. just a one percent, if if you do one step, three out of ten you lose a percent, but if you do it eight out of ten or above you gain a percent. If you imagine that on ten steps, losing one percent on each step because someone who's trained in it, doing it every day, can do it better than someone who's not, then you. It, that can really add up to a, a big difference in sale price. And we always say anyone can sell their home. Just it comes down to what price you're looking to sell it at. And that's a big thing here. And look, it, that's right. And I, I think at the end of the day, good morning, Freda. That's my mother-in-law that said good morning. God morning. Bless her. Um, when, the, when you say, Michael, there's 246 items and, and some of those or all of those could contribute to a greater selling price, 
I think that's the name of the game. And you don't get dubbed a professional in an industry if you are not good at practicing that pro- those processes. And what people are paying for is that you are good because you practice those processes. I'm sure that you could give yourself heart surgery. I'm sure that you can uh, you can put up, you can erect a garage or a deck. But at the end of the day, DIY is there for you. Do it yourself, absolutely. But with your biggest asset that you're going to have in your life, do you really want to DIY it yourself? And it's it's one of those things where people will pay for insurance for a car $1,500 a year and the car's worth $30,000. They're paying for insurance to be sure, to, to be a hundred percent in the event of something bad happening that they will be fully covered for the loss. It is the same thing with the property. In the in the event, so it's a million dollar asset, and in the event of you selling it and it doesn't sell well, that's what you know. You could lose fifty or a hundred thousand dollars. You have an inch. It's almost like an assurance or insurance using a pro to make sure you're maximizing that dollar. That's a good point with the deck because we always hear people, they try it themselves and then it ends up costing them double to get it done professionally. And, and I think it, people just need to respect there's some people better at things than others. And it's almost like staying in your lane. A lot of very successful people we deal with and clients I deal with regularly, they've made their money in doing one thing, but they, they're brilliant at outsourcing what they're not good at and allows them to focus at what they're good at. So if you're an accountant, financial planner, yes, you know a lot of the ins and outs about financing and you may even be good at negotiating deals, but you're not selling real estate every day. So that'd be like someone going from selling cars to vacuums. Like you, there's always going to be the, you're not going to be as good on your first sale as you would be on your 50th. So why would you want your own property to be your first sale or second sale? And so, and that doesn't even take into consideration, Mark, the marketing and the buyers. Like, okay, yeah, the functionality, the processes an owner could do it themselves, but not as good. But think of how many buyers we have, like on speed dial basically, that are ready to go for certain properties. And I just don't think a lot of owners understand where buyers come from as funny like as funny as it sounds i don't i think they just all feel like they magically appear each property and probably from realestate.com but it's not the case you know you know what i used the example the other day mining of a diamond mining of a so when i show you the diamond i say this is worth five thousand dollars you go what this is worth ten thousand dollars you go what but at the end of the day to mine that diamond potentially took thousands of hours, uh, you know, thousands of dollars to surface that one little, they sifted through a whole bunch of coal to find that one piece of diamond that you purchase. And it's, it's not the hour that the guy walked to the bottom of the diamond, picked up the diamond and walked back to the top and said, there you go, mate, there's your diamond. It's the thousands of dollars and thousands of hours sifting through all of that coal to find that one diamond that you're buying, that you that you're um, 
product that you're buying. So it's very important. I know I was, I was selling a property for an electrician the other day, and I think the electrician couldn't get his head around an agent's fee because he's going, mate, you've done two opens and you're charging 30 grand. I don't mm. get it. I like I'd love to get paid that much for doing two open for doing two open houses. And until we sit down as an industry or as professionals and say, hang on a sec, it's yes, it's two opens plus twenty five years. Yeah. That's why you're paying that's that's why you're paying what you're paying is like, uh huh. And going through those examples. But Michael, um a really, really cool um the, oh, I lost my train of thought next. That's right. And i tell you where people also don't understand as well. How often do you get a buyer just buy the first property they see? It rarely happens. A buyer generally needs to see three, four, five properties. So if you're selling your own, a benefit that we have here, and we do it all the time, where you put a buyer in your car, you get that rapport, you show them five properties in a day, back to back. So they can understand the market. They can understand what they like. So for someone thinking about selling the property themselves, how, and uh, let's say you do do marketing and you do find that buyer, but with our experience, we understand that you need to show them five properties. So if you're only selling your own home, how are you going to show them five properties so they can come up with the decision? You can't. So they're going to go to four other open homes, meet four trained professionals, all wanting to sell that property to them and then there's going to be yourself. And imagine the other agent selling their home, puts that buyer in a car, shows them four other listings, the buyer spends the day with them, and they're, they're more likely to buy that property. So there's so many steps along the way, which goes to what your point is, Mark, where, yeah, we showed your, that buyer your property twice, but we showed them 20 other properties over the year. We spent 50 hours with them, 50 emails, spoke to them every three days, at no cost, remember, and then we sell them your property. So where does it end and begin sort of thing? And a lot of people don't understand that. And two, that can be people's ignorance, but also that's what makes the difference between a good agent and a great agent can show, portraying, conveying what you do because a lot of owners wouldn't know there's 246 steps. They may not know a buyer looks for three months before they buy or 10 or 15 properties before they buy. So it's up to us to educate the buyers, but also the vendors with the process. I've got a, I've got a question for you. I, I get, I get three quotes to fix my smashed car. Yeah. Question. The car comes back and looks like shit. Bad panel beater. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Bad customer? Because I, I'm going to say this. How much responsibility is on the customer for choosing the professional? Correct. You can't say there's no responsibility. You can't say that the world is full of 10 out of 10 panel beaters. So I accept that there's panel beaters that are exceptional at their job, probably expensive as well, by the way. I accept that there's panel beaters that are mediocre at their job, but I don't accept that people don't take a responsibility of that, of making that choice. Because often people whinge about not getting the, the right level of service, but they've paid, at the, they've chosen 
haphazardly without any research. Maybe they've based it on a cheap price, and they say, and that's solely the responsible of the trade. I, at the end of the day, I think decisions of customers are important in the assessment of a professional. Yeah, because with what you said there, obviously you can go tr- you can go a couple ways with this. Yep, there's the blame on the panel beater for not uh, explaining the services, but then there's also the blame on the purchaser for not understanding what they're paying for or not asking insightive questions to find out. So the blame is almost equal on both sides, but that's just how life is. So you need to be an exceptional questioner. Questions are key for everything. And obviously the difference is with the, but if you ask exceptional questions and the panel manager just does a shit job, then you know where the blame falls. But this can a lot of times be two people are in the wrong here. But I think, look, I, I think referral systems are very good for that reason. Yes. You know, like when you when you when you need to get when you need to get something uh, made, fixed, sold, purchased, cars, what which car do I buy, whatever. I think talking to people and getting referrals off the back of that is super important. If you don't do it, you're gonna you're gonna get slapped on the bum. But your decision is gonna be harder in selecting yep. anything. Talk to people. Research online. Research reviews. Research research common sense tactics as to your selection of whatever you're going to be buying before you make your decision. And often people whinge about the end result, which is the pro, uh, mm. or they're not going to use the pro. Uh, but I think they simply haven't done a common sense approach in uh, in in that selection process up front. So sometimes yeah. you're you know you're right. Maybe it is 50-50, but um, you know it could be dumb age, could be dumb dumb seller. Do you know what I mean? Like just yeah, silly, you know, but you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have made that decision. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things like you just got to that you can never ask too many questions from both sides. So that's that's where you go there. Anything else you want to add on to this beautiful Saturday morning, Mr. Novak? Oh, blue skies, blue skies, um, mate. That's it. That's it. I think um, a little, little bit, a little bit of a sad day. We had um, one of our sales reps uh, leave our business, and, and one of our sales support guys leave our business. Together, uh, they they shared thirty years of Novak. Um, so yeah, I wanted to say, good. you know. See you later, alligator. Love, love your work, uh, and it's uh, it, it it hurts, but it's exciting for them. Yeah. Uh, which you need know, to share that excitement for. It's exciting for us um, because it makes way for fresh new blood and opportunities in the business. But uh, thank you very much to Mr. Gutsios and and Gail Couchy for um for the hard and it's work. And his birthday today as well, so I wish you a happy birthday. Who's? Gail's birthday. As well, hey. yeah. So we'll see. Good idea, right, everyone. I think she's fifty. She's fifty today. No, not sure. How old is she today? I don't know. I'll see okay. Facebook. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. Thanks, everyone. Morning, morning, Luke. Morning, Emma. I'll take care, guys. Cheers. Bye. See you, man. See you. Bye, bye.